This is Random Randy Savage from Code 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 466 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you have committed suicide. Can't help you this time, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) And the expert, Mr. Mark Mark Ellis Rake. Uh, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. And guess what, guys? It's a magical day. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got a very special guest with us today. And um, karma has come for us today. <laughs> Nicholas Haskins from the live stream for The Cure. And now, two peas on a pod podcast. Welcome to the show. It, it is a magical day indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's great you. to be here thank you so much for having me <laughs> that's right you the listener are listening to so was your podcast where four friends discuss a really bad movie <laughs> <laughs> podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network so this week we're doing something a little different we had our appearance on the live stream for the cure a couple months ago uh which is run by nick here and it's to raise money for the cancer research institute in our hour we had a goal we set we crushed that goal and as a reward <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> For making that goal, we invited Nick on to review uh, one of my favorite bad movies of all time, and that is Neil Breen's schlock bad movie masterpiece, Fateful Findings. So that will be what we'll be talking about this week. I can feel the downloads dying as I'm speaking, <laughs> but it's okay. Nick, how the hell are you? I'm 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 absolutely wonderful. I'm really really excited. To, to to talk about this movie. And I mean, to be fair, like this is a reward for yourself and for me, probably not so much for Mark and Aubrey, who would the biggest grins and smiles on their faces watched you punish yourself over and over with ranch soda during live stream for the cure. Now I feel like have have the uh, chickens have come home to roost or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, I don't know. It's it's definitely karma. Karma is coming back to uh, bite me in the ass for enjoying Joey's torture so much. <laughs> never in my life have I ever seen a permanent like ear to ear grin plastered across somebody's <laughs> face for a full hour like I did Mark's face during live stream for the cure. That was that was glorious. As as Joey just loses his guts over and over and over again. Well, it was crazy, but it was 100% worth it. So yeah, <laughs> why, don't was, you, uh, amazing. why don't you tell the listeners, maybe they don't know, how could they not know? I don't know. But why don't you tell them a little bit about the live stream and uh, your new podcasting venture you got going on? Yeah. So I mean, I'm still doing Nikolai's Kitchen, sort of. So <laughs> whenever I get episodes of that out, I'm still, I'm still doing the old food thing. But, you know, live stream for the cure was our seventh year this year. 
to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute, $90,000 lifetime. Next year, we're going to cross into six digits. All of us, all of us tiny little indie podcasters are going to cross into six digits raised for cancer research next year, which is absolutely like incredible. And it's just kind of like, it's just, it's just one of the great passions of my life to be able to put it on because we get to give amazing shows like So Wizard a platform to just do, well, either do your normal show thing or decide to punish yourself in some <laughs> horrible, terrible way. At least you didn't drink lemon juice for an hour. Yeah. Like poor Stu did. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really, really wonderful. I get to see a lot of really talented, really amazing creators and it's all for a really, really good cause. So uh, that's, it, it's really wonderful. I'm always thrilled when you guys come back every single year, you guys have been a part of it for most of the years that it's existed now. And it's, 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 it's just amazing. And yeah, I'll, yeah, uh, two P's that Gerald, Gerald got bored of doing a, a, a top five show with random hosts. So he's like, I want a permanent host to talk about movies. So I was like, I like doing that. So I joined him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. We had uh Gerald on uh, almost like a month or so ago to do evil dead rise with us. So now we've gotten both P's on the show, <laughs> man. I need to, we're doing like a roulette wheel thing for those weeks when for those weeks when we're not going to watch whatever's in the theater or there's nothing in the theater we're going to cover on the show. I got to get some brain in that rotation. Oh, Twisted pair. <laughs> Ooh, man. AI. Artificial <laughs> intelligence. <sighs> we'll come back to that. Thank you for being here, Nick. We greatly appreciate it. Markellis Riggins. How the hell are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I had a couple of days off last week. I got to relax, got to watch some movies. Uh, I actually, speaking of uh, Two Peas on a Podcast, uh, Gerald was uh, recommending uh, this indie movie called Past Lives. And it was an indie movie that I did want to go see. But as our area is, you know, once Indiana Jones and like, you know, Super Mario Brothers and it, all of these big movies take up all of the theater. So there's not... If an indie movie does come around here, it's not going to be here for very long. So that one, I was like, oh, I have some time off. I'll go see it. Turns out it was gone. <laughs> not in any of the big theaters at all. Uh, but as it just so happens, uh, I was out of town. Me and my girlfriend went on a little day trip. And on the way back, there was like a little indie theater that was playing a movie. So I'm like, all right, we have to go and stop off and see this movie. Because Joe from 2P said, this is one of the best movies of the year. And it was pretty amazing uh it's not a movie for so wizard at all <laughs> it is this is it is I don't like, know, aren't there like hot asian chicks in it i there's uh, one yeah there's one that's all you need <laughs> but it's like you ain't walking through that door fans <laughs> it is a dramatic romantic just a strong dramatic movie that's probably going to win a bunch of awards that joey and aubrey would absolutely hate uh sounds but, awful yeah you you guys <laughs> for sure if it's it. gonna win awards i already know it's something i don't like exactly <laughs> so i knew this, this was my one opportunity to go see it so i did go see it and it was awesome so thank you gerald for the recommendation and i also did you got a chance to see it too because uh like spoiler alert for the two peas episode coming out later this week but uh yeah we both rated it a 10 out of 10 wow <laughs> it is incredible nice. unbelievable Nice, 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 nice. And I also went to go see the Blackening 
finally at the last freaking showing that it played around here. It's gone. It's gone from the theaters now. Again, mm-hmm. little Very indie digital. So <laughs> little indie movies. You know, they don't really they don't really last that long around here. But I did make it in right at the very last screening of the movie so checked it off the list did you like it it? oh i loved it i loved it some of that some of those jokes were a little a little personal (laughs) i took a little personal (laughs) but uh yeah you know it's a hilarious movie about black culture and horror movies and it just it just works so well i wish the i wish there was a few more like quicker jokes it's hard to make that balance between comedy and horror um, because they're trying to you know have their cake and eat it too uh, so I wish there was a few more jokes in there, but the jokes that do hit are, they hit like a hammer. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. Did no one teach you how to play spades, Mark? Is that what happened? I know how to play spades. Well, let me, refer- <laughs> let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. I knew how to play spades as a kid. I played it all the time. I haven't played it in God, like 10 years. So, yeah, I've forgotten all of the rules. <laughs> I, I don't remember any of that. So, yeah, I, there was a couple of scenes where I'm like, they made this movie for me. They're talking about me in this movie. I know it. <laughs> Awesome. Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I'm I'm living, living the dream. I work every day, just about, um, and I will be for a very long time. And, uh, you know, that's that's about my life. So. How close are we to you being able to say what you're working on? Yes. That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> no time soon. That's right. uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I could tell the people like what I'm working on, but I can't tell them specifics. Yeah, no time for breaking NDAs, Doctor Jones. I know, I, right. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm I'm so nervous about it, ever losing my job that I like. I'm so afraid of who I tell. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, like they keep telling me sometimes it's okay, but no, uh, I'd rather wait. <laughs> well, it's it's those hard lonely nights at the. Uh, Sweeping the floors at Walmart, but you know, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. <sighs> All right, Joey, how are you doing this week, dude? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I'm working at my new second job and that's going well. I'm getting a bunch of hours there. So I'm putting some money aside for New York now. And the funny thing about that is my old second job, which is now my third job. <laughs> has been giving me more hours than they were before I had a new second job. Of course. <laughs> now I'm working a lot. Uh, I got my number one job, which is is been turning around. It's been doing really well the last few weeks. So things have been going great there. And then this past weekend, the family, we all got together. My daughter didn't have to work on a Sunday for the first time in like, God, probably like two or three years. And we went as a family, we went to go flea market shopping and we went to a barbecue joint in central Massachusetts, which is uh, the best barbecue place in the entire New England area called BT's Smokehouse. Uh, and it was uh, it's like as if God himself, like if, it's like <laughs> if you just walked in a field and a giant hand came out of the cloud and like handed you down barbecue, like it, it's almost better than that. <laughs> Highly suggest you make the trip, Nick. Um, it's great. So, you know, I had a really good weekend. We bought, I didn't buy anything because I didn't really find anything, but, you know, Colin bought some video games. Janine bought some VHS movies. She bought Clockwork Orange on VHS. Yikes. Yeah, I don't like that movie at all. Me and Jen couldn't make it more than 15 minutes into it, but uh, Jen did buy some CDs. So, because she has a CD player in her car, one of which I'm looking at right now, and it's Pat Boone in a metal mood. Yes. I was just talking about this the other day. That's awesome. <laughs> It's Pat Boone covering metal songs, <laughs> including Ozzy, 
Judas Priest, <laughs> fucking Dio. T Pain did that too. T Pain, like his newest album, was him doing rock ballads. It's pretty amazing. And it was only 50 cents. So, you know, how can you go wrong? But yeah, we had a good time. And uh, the cool part is I didn't have to go to the movies this weekend. I could just watch the movie at home. So <laughs> a little bit of an easier weekend. But don't worry, because next week is uh, coming. So that's what's going on with us. You know, maybe we should talk just a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Her Podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, You can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. That's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you will receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey. A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and then you build a following. It takes a long time, and I've been working on it for a while, okay? (laughs) That's right. All right, guys, we're going to talk about Neil Breen's masterpiece, Fateful Findings. We're going to get down off our high horse and check out this movie. And before I get into it, I want to let you guys know it is free on YouTube. 100% 100% endorsed by the director that you can go watch it. It's not like it's bootleg or anything. So if you want to watch the movie, go on to YouTube and search Fateful Findings. The full movie is there. So, Nick, was this the first time you ever watched this movie? This was the first time. Mark, this is your first time? <laughs> uh, yes, my first and only time. <laughs> Aubrey, your first time? Yes, my first and only time. This was my second time watching. So. I'd rather breathe the nastiest human beings' ass hairs than watch this movie again. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to go around the room and try not to steal ideas from each other. But Nick, can you explain to me what happened in this movie? Well, uh, there's a there's a little kid who discovers the magic mushroom in the forest and. He's also a super hacker. He grows up to become a super hacker and a great novelist, but he's also in a relationship with somebody who's on drugs and he's friends with an alcoholic dude who gropes his girlfriend (laughs) and then he's reunited with the girl that he found the magic mushroom with and then they make out while his girlfriend commits suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then he exposes... All government corruption uh, and, and corporate corruption, literally national anywhere in the and world. international. 
leading to literally the greatest five minutes of cinema that you will ever see in your entire life. <laughs> well, we'll get there in spoilers, so let's not, let's not ruin that for people. But all right, that, that wasn't too bad. Mark Ellis, uh, what happened in this movie? All right, so two things. Number one, calling it a movie is an insult to the word movie. Uh, <laughs> number two, there's so many things that are, that are happening in this movie. You could say anything. You could make up stuff. A, a, a pair of shoes show up out of nowhere and just start bleeding on the floor. And you will sound ridiculous, but that, that actually happened in the movie. So, you know, there's eight different movies that's happening in here. Um uh, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you what it was about, except for Neil Breen likes to kiss beautiful women and be respectfully naked, I guess, and have them be respectfully naked. <laughs> In a naked. trash bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In a big trash bag room. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit. You know, he knows how to turn the camera on, so I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that. Everything else technically is, is just atrocious. Uh, Aubrey, can you even conceptualize what happened in this movie? I would like to think it's like what my dad views his life as. Like he thinks he's this ladies man <laughs> that's also doing some top secret cool stuff and hacking the government. And he's going to expose the man for all the corruption in the world. And uh, all the women flock to him and want to be with him. But in the end, he's just a gigantic pervert. Uh, ouch. Yeah, wow. Okay. Has your dad ever found any ancient books in a storage locker? Not in the I'm storage sure locker, my... but in the hallway of the storage locker. I'm sure my dad would like to believe that he's done all these magical things. With glitter but... rings being sprinkled over it from just off camera. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first part is like this kid finds a mushroom, and that's just how my dad's life started. <laughs> your dad all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish that I could explain to you guys what happened in this movie, but all three of you are correct. Well, I don't know if Aubrey's correct, but Mark and Nick are definitely correct. This movie makes absolutely no sense. There's about 35 things going on at once in it, and things just happen, and you don't know why, and you just you just have to go with it. You just have to go with it. I wish I could explain it a little better. I wish I could. But Neil Breen has magical powers somehow that also... He hacks into the government. And then there's also a bunch of drama about people doing drugs. Right. <laughs> so I, I couldn't even begin to start <laughs> explaining what this movie is about. But yeah, uh, it's awesome. So there, we, we have to spoil this movie. If you haven't seen it yet, just go watch it. It's on YouTube. The rest of you, Mark's going to play the drop. We're just going to get into spoilers. We're not allowed to talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. All right. I don't even know where to start, Nick. Um, give me just some of the things you liked about this movie. What were some of the funniest things to you in this movie? Which one of these buttons calls your parents to come pick you up? <laughs> <laughs> I always love listening to the show. Cause I love that, that triumph sketch from Conan. Uh, but, um, Literally every frame, Joey, <laughs> literally everything that happens in this movie, I was, and, and, and this is why I'm so sorry, Mark and Aubrey, but like, this is why, like, I love movies like this. It's like, I just went and saw God, 
like two weeks ago, I went and saw the room in a theater for the first time. Now I've seen it before, but I've never seen it with a live audience. And holy cow, one of the most amazing theatrical experiences I've ever had in my life. I would die to see this movie in the theater with a crowd because I was laughing so hard. Like, like throughout most of the runtime of this, yes, there's like random stuff that happens for no discernible reason. Characters whose names you don't know, you don't know their relationships to other people. They just randomly show up random shots of random things. It's like Mark said, all of a sudden there's a pair of feet just bleeding all over the place and then they fade away for whatever reason. It's magical. It's beautiful. I want more. I need more. I, I like legitimately because I had to watch this. I finished work today and then I watched the movie right before we recorded this. I laughed so hard. I was legitimately for a moment worried. I would not have a voice left to record this episode <laughs> about it. Could any of you explain to me what the guy that was like dress shoes that would like come into their house was? <laughs> it was one of the three people that were out in the desert uh, along with the giant book. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm totally making it up. I have no idea. I'm, I'm assuming. Why it's one did of those that guys. guy like appear in their house and then like <laughs> crop dust them with like a fart cloud and then like leave? <laughs> like that book's an asshole. It's like I'm not gonna give you magical powers. I'm gonna go in your house, fart on you, like mess up around you with your papers and your mirror, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh this my episode is gonna sound insane to anyone that hasn't seen it. Mark, is there anything that you loved about this movie you'd like to shout out? There is a, a couple of things. Uh, number one, the ram skull at the very beginning of the movie that suddenly t- <laughs> <laughs> it watches the kids as they walk by. I'm like, wait, what is, what is happening here? I don't. That blew me away. The um, I don't understand why. I don't understand what books did to Neil Breen, but he throws them <laughs> through the entire movie. Every and laptops um, too. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, he has like eight books, all the same, and four broken laptops. And for some reason, in every scene that they're in, someone throws them. Either he's throwing them or his wife is throwing them. Someone's throwing them. So that just blew me away. There's one part of this movie that that killed me. It was it was it was my it was my breaking point. And it was the part where he's five seconds in where he walks out of the building talking on the phone. <laughs> talking on a phone that hasn't existed in like 20 years. I don't know what the hell that was. My favorite part of that scene though, is he walks out of the building on the phone. Like he's talking to his girlfriend and the camera cuts to him. Like he has a line of dialogue, but you don't hear his dialogue. <laughs> right. It just cuts back to her in the kitchen yeah. and she responds <laughs> to him. Like he said something. <laughs> She's talking. He's not saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. No sense. But the, the the scene that broke me was when he's at his desk and his new girlfriend, the, the childhood friend, sits down and he picks up a plate of spinach. <laughs> spinach, yes! And he just yes! starts chewing it with the goofiest look on his face. And then he puts it down on, on like folders, like uh, manila folders that were just like standing up. And not on a table, not on a flat surface. He literally puts it down on a paper table and as the plate of of spinach hits the floor and the girlfriend looks at him like ooh <laughs> <laughs> and i had to pause the movie cuz i i just couldn't stop 
That was that was my complete breaking point. Was that you didn't make your girlfriend watch this, did you? Uh, we watched the first. Um, uh, I don't know, probably like twenty minutes of it. Um, and yeah, I we we didn't have enough time to watch the full thing. But yes, I did kind of subject it to her. I told her, I'm like, you can do anything else in the world. You don't have to watch this movie. You can do any, do your taxes. You can do anything. Don't sit here and watch Balance this your movie. checkbook. <laughs> But she wanted to see what we, you know, what we were getting into this week. So she's watching it, and then I found a small piece of enjoyment and looking at her reaction because I've watched the Neil Breen movie before, <laughs> so I kind of knew what to expect. She was just flabbergasted; just could not believe what was happening. So no, I didn't make her watch the whole thing. Awesome, Aubrey. Uh, anything you liked about this movie? I didn't like a fucking thing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad I had to watch this. I'm, I. Offered some commentary during it, but then I was like, "Wait a minute, Mark hasn't seen this yet." So I stopped my commentary in our So Wizard chat, mm-hmm. and I turned to Max and did my commentary to him. And I actively took notes during this movie so I could stay awake because I, w- I wanted everybody that watched live stream for the cure to know that I was dedicated <laughs> <laughs> to making it worth their money. But oh fuck, man. <laughs> this was hard <laughs> this is really hard uh i have a lot of things i like about this movie <laughs> of course <laughs> um a couple things that we noticed this is our second time watching it uh there is a scene where his wife not his girlfriend his wife comes in to talk to him while he's typing on his multitude of laptops and then he stops typing but the typing sound continues <laughs> um <laughs> That was fucking amazing. We rewound it and watched it like twice. We couldn't stop fucking laughing. Um, the makeout scene in the shower. Oh, yo, I hated that scene. Yo, I hated that scene. I can't even believe that you like that. Oh my God. I didn't like, like it. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. You know what the one bad thing about this movie, the one is why does he kiss the way he does? It's like the, like these like repeated little. He doesn't have a girlfriend in real life. So my theory is that he makes these movies so that he can be a pervert. It's it's like we're watching Harvey Weinstein if Harvey Weinstein actually was in the movies. I don't believe that for a second. He has a message to get out, Aubrey. Uh, (laughs) Nick, how many laptops at a time have you ever used? uh, Well, okay. If I'm recording like a Minecraft time lapse or something, maybe I'll use the second one. But otherwise... Not four or five. If you were using four or five, would you turn them on? No. <laughs> no, I just, I just, they're going to get in the way of my love making, I guess that was. <laughs> in the, the longest scene of like, they're going to do it on the desk, but then like, he's literally taking one thing at a time and then just like tossing it somewhere. <laughs> oh my God. I was just going to bring that up. Like, then they he, do he, that weird, like clothes ripping thing. <laughs> he he throws the one laptop on the floor, then another, then a whole bunch of papers all over it. Like, okay, we kind of get it. <laughs> like, he, it just kept going. <laughs> That's it, a, a, this. I mean, this film. Like, if you cut out, and and I was really thinking about this actively as I was watching the movie. If you cut out all of the scenes of dialogue where it just repeats itself then this would be about 30 minutes long because every scene of dialogue, every character repeats the same thing about three or four times. Like how many times does he say I'm hacking like governments and corporations in, in like each scene that he does national it. Like, and international. 
<laughs> every single, every scene that you watch, every single character repeats every line, like, or maybe it's a slightly different way. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, I know this is written by Neil Breen as well as, you know, directed, produced and all that. But I'm like, did they just improv this whole thing? And they just kept talking and they just kept all the footage. Cause that's what it feels like. I think he just talks that way and he just assumes everyone does. So like all the, all characters in the movie talk like him. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, why did his neighbor come over their daughter, come over, uh, get naked, swim in their pool, take a bath and then try to seduce Neil Breen. Cause he's the star of the movie. That's why. The, the best thing about it too is like after he has to go rescue like his new girlfriend or whatever, then like he's he's at this compound like wherever rescuing her, and then it cuts back to a scene of the daughter there at the house, and he's just there. And it's like <laughs> I I feel like some scenes like they just they filmed them and then they accidentally cut them in in the wrong part of the yeah. movie. <laughs> he just walked through the wall of a trailer. Now we're back to, to, to her taking oh a bath God. at their house. It's like the same thing. Like he leaves the house at one point and then he calls his girlfriend and is like, I had to leave right away. Don't worry about me. And then he repeats that like four times. And then like the next scene, it cuts back to him in bed next to her. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Yeah. You know, there was one point where that, that scene made me very uncomfortable. The scene of the, the stepdaughter, uh, taking her top off by the pool because he's like peering through the shades like a creeper. Uh, and then when she's <laughs> when she's in the house and he's like, "Look, you can't do that anymore." And she just looks at the camera, and <laughs> and it's dead silence. And all you hear is heavy breathing in the background. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa, what is happening here? What kind of movie is this?" <laughs> I I. Dear God, I thought, see, I thought like having watched Twisted Pear after it was reviewed on So Wizard because Aubrey and Mark hated it so much and Joey was so glowing. I was like, I have to watch this. And and like that was like this movie. I mean, it's definitely no budge or anything like that, but it doesn't feel like it nearly as much as Twisted Pear does yes. because in Twisted Pear, there's literally a dude with a mustache taped to his face. <laughs> Like a paper printout of one. It, like in this, I don't think the no budge thing is as apparent. So it just makes, I think it makes the other elements of it that maybe aren't like uh, considered good cinema by standards. One of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is he goes to what appears to be the chateau that the Merovingian lives at um, and walks up the stairs and goes to the psychologist for like 30 seconds. So then we get a scene of him walking back down the stairs. And, leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and his psychologist, one of them. All right. So he has two psychologists for some reason. I'm not, I don't understand. Like, please understand if you're out there, we don't understand what the fuck happened in this movie. So it just sounds like we're rambling, but one of his psychologists is in a, like a boardroom, Right. And they sit at opposite ends of a giant table. <laughs> And then the other one is like an old woman that appears to be in a broom closet. <laughs> they're sitting on folding chairs and they're literally on top of each other. One of the shots of one of those scenes when he went to see the uh, when he went to see, I think it was the woman. He goes to see the woman and he sits down with her. And then like they have a, a dialogue exchange, like a couple sentences. And then it cuts to the establishing shot of her door. Like 
that they should have put at the beginning of the scene and then it cuts <laughs> back into the scene and start talking to each other. Yep, I saw that too. And, I, and I'm like, okay, clearly this movie is working on a level that I'm not prepared at this point. Like, I I feel like I've watched enough movies in my life to understand I don't get this at all. It doesn't make any kind of sense in any kind of filmmaking sense, it doesn't. The shot of the doorway with the the name, um, the other guy, Dr. And it, it wasn't like D-R. It was actually spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R, doctor. Dr. David Lee, psychotherapist. Oh. Um, I'm just going to leave the floor for you guys, Aubrey included. Uh, I know you're a little quiet over there, Aubrey. Uh, can anyone yeah, explain? I can't imagine why. Could, could anyone explain um, any of the scenes where Neil Breen is naked in a room covered in trash bags? The floor is yours. Yeah. Um. I think I feel like that was just his way to get the woman naked. Like, there's so many very creepy shots of side boob. And, and it's like, he got these women to, he's like, all right, all right, here's your contract. You got to get naked. And they're like, no, 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 that that's not cool. And he's like, all right, how about some side boob? And they're like, all right, some side boob. And that's what happened. That's why I don't feel like he's maybe as creepy though, because I feel like if he wanted to be super creepy, he'd have been like, no, y'all are doing full frontal and like. Like, is there so many scenes in this movie where a woman is in some state of undress, but it's always like off camera? I don't know. Maybe Every maybe it's just a woman for himself. in this movie is naked. It's true. But Aubrey, it's not like the room where there's four sex scenes in the span of 20 minutes. So <laughs> all of which involve naked is naked ass. But I thrusting. feel like they're the same animal, right? Like they both are very lonely men. <laughs> and it's very obvious in the way that they go about relationships in their movies that they have maybe had one girlfriend in their life. Well, I've been pretty lonely at points in my life, and I can't even conceptualize what's going on in this movie. So maybe it's something else. Uh, Mark or Nick, either of you guys, what is happening when there is a black trash bag room with naked Neil Breen in it? At one point, caressing the book. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say those are the scenes of those are the scenes of him hacking because <laughs> in no other scene and that's the greatest part of this movie to me is he talks at, at different intervals again they're interspersed at random about how he's hacking nobody knows he's doing it he's hacking every government he's hacking every corporation national and international he's hacking everything but you never once see a scene of him like actually like doing any hacking of any kind because i guess he was like i don't even know how to fake this so shrug so the trash bag scene is the hacking he just banged on a keyboard (laughs) yeah of a laptop the the screen is off (laughs) (laughs) see i thought that the black trash bag room represented the cube that he had sure (laughs) and they were inside the cube right no Okay. I thought that when you go well, into I the know. magical cube, you would have to be naked and show your butt. All <laughs> I, you know, you could be right. I thought the cube uh, was a thing that held all of the secrets that he held up at the press conference. Like that was the cube was a thing that that cared that was going to show everyone what all of these corporations have been up to. So, yeah, it's very possible that the cube has all of the information from everywhere, including two naked people just sitting there. 
caressing each other. Um, didn't what did he get out of the mushroom at the beginning of the movie? Did he get that cube out of the mushroom? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I guess I was mistaken. I thought the lady gave it to him after he got hit by a car. See, here's what you're trying to do, Joey. You're trying to make sense of things, and you can't make sense of things. You just have to let this movie happen to you, I feel like. Because as soon as you try to explain, like, I mean, literally, like, all of a sudden, and the funniest thing about that whole scene to me is he gets hit by the car, and then this woman, who is stacked upon stacked, never shows her face. It literally just stays situated. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm here with you on this one, Aubrey, of literally just a shot of her rack. She walks toward him like the whole time and like, oh my God. Yeah. It was too like all of the mystical, all of the magical power stuff, like all of it. I mean, you could take that out of the movie and I don't know if it would make more sense or less sense (laughs) because it's like, it's a whole different movie. Like all of a sudden he's got like these magical mystical powers or something. I was like, well, is he going to be possessed by the spirit of the mystical rock or something nope I, no idea there was just a wisp of cgi cloud that blew through <laughs> after the scenes every once in a while a fart cloud just came through no idea what i that was the most puzzling thing about this movie to me aside from a lot of the well, choices made i, I didn't i i'll leave it up to you guys if anyone can explain what the fuck happened when he went to the desert and three people appeared <laughs> along with the giant book the book, that's right. The book that had been just been chilling in the hallway of, of a storage locker facility. It wasn't even in a storage locker. It was just in the hallway. <laughs> like they were filming and they were like, all right, somebody talk to the clerk about wanting to rent a storage locker. The rest of us are going to run in and film real quick and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they didn't have any units free that they could just open the door up for five minutes to let, let them film a quick scene in there. Can you imagine being the guy working at the storage locker and Neil Breen shows up to explain to you his new movie? (laughs) (laughs) I'm hacking all the corruption, national and international. (laughs) Be like whomever he talked to in the in in Twisted Pair, like to film at that university, and they were like, okay, you can, but at night when no one else is around. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Yes, there is a supernatural component to this movie, and no, it makes zero sense. But there's also a down-to-earth part of this movie, and that is the neighbors, the relationship between Neil and his wife. Uh, Nick, just take take the floor. Is what 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 stands out to you among these these people and their normal people problems? <laughs> I mean, the I love. This was one of the most the room like moments to me in this movie when all of a sudden it just cuts to a scene of like the neighbor and his wife. You have no idea who these people are. It just randomly cuts to them like here they are and they're they're bickering and he's complaining about like they haven't had sex in a long time and everything like I and, and then like come to find out they're friends. But it's like, okay, but shouldn't the establishing shot of this been earlier? Whatever. I don't know. But he drinks a lot. She is on. She's never pills. wearing a bra. Never wearing a bra. Literally never. They tried. I I feel like. How much do you suppose a, a costuming department for a Neil Breen film gets paid? <laughs> I figured he just tells them to wear their own clothes. Because oh. all of her outfits were too small for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her outfits looked like what she wore to work the night before at like the foxy lady or something. 
Yeah, like I don't like, and then there's that random scene where like the neighbor comes up behind like Neil Breen's wife and is right. like trying to grope her and stuff. And then like here's and here's the other thing too, like all of a sudden like this the whole they're they're what well, he gets out of the hospital and they have that weird makeout scene in the shower where there's blood dripping literally everywhere. That was That's right. Revolting, revoltingly <laughs> disgusting to even watch that. And then you 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 fast forward to that part where they're like. I, I don't know, like happy together doing whatever. And then it cuts to a scene of them on the couch. And all of a sudden he starts chastising her about getting her life together. And I think that's then followed by the scene of very slowly throwing everything off the desk so they can hump on the desk. It's like, it's so like, I'm just like, wait a minute. She's addicted to pills. Like where did this, <laughs> she's addicted to ibuprofen 200. And he threw him in the toilet, and she, <laughs> yeah. she well, this was me and, me and Colin. I looked at those, died. and I was like, I know those little pills. <laughs> <laughs> he threw him in the toilet, but didn't flush him, and then he just threw the bottle on the floor in the in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so and then, then it, like, it cuts to her, and she's fishing him out of the toilet, and we were just all like, nah! <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I like, and again, the, one of the crowning moments of this film to me is when he is reunited with his childhood sweetheart, the, the one that he discovered all these mystical powers with or whatever. And they're making out in the woods where they found the mystical powers <laughs> in the first place. And like, he undresses her to where like, just like the top of her top is pulled down. So like, there's a little bit of cleave hanging out or whatever. Meanwhile, the, in, in, in another scene, like it's intercut with his wife killing herself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I love yeah, he got over the, her super fast. Yeah, he did. Because within like two scenes, the the new girl is like sleeping in the bed. Right. <laughs> and it's moved into bed. his house. Yeah. Right. He's just living there. I love that the, when the neighbor came and put the moves on his first wife at the party because he was drunk. And she's like, get off of me. And then he's like, oh, uh, uh, uh. And he, he knocks like 35 <laughs> ears of corn on the ground. Yo, you know what the worst part of that whole that whole outdoor backyard barbecue sequence is, right? They station the camera right next to the grill and there's a whole bunch of food on it. And she's just sitting there just kind of play poking at it like she's going to do something with it. But there's no heat coming off of that grill. No. <laughs> that food looked old and dried up as shit. That food oh, had been sitting man. there for a while. Was the Nikolai's Kitchen in you raging? <laughs> it was. That? I was like, don't do that. Come on. Don't do that to the food. But I like that. Then it cuts to the whole group of them just standing around the pool and everybody's fine. Like no one cared that he knocked all the corn on the ground. Literally the next scene. It, it directly cuts to that scene after he gropes her. And then he kind of has a baby tantrum. Like it just shows him from like the like the neck down. And he's just like standing there and he's just like, I'm doing a video visual thing for the audio audience. But he's just like stomping and like throwing a tantrum that he got chastised for drunkenly groping a woman. Right. <laughs> so. His life with his wife, the neighbor, it deteriorates to the point where she shoots him. Does <laughs> <laughs> anyone want to explain what happens in the scene? Mark Ellis, please take us through the scene. He is spending way too much time cleaning his Ferrari. That's it. He's in the garage. He's working on the car. He's not giving her any attention, even though he did try to give her attention and she didn't want any earlier in the movie. Uh, so she decides that she's going to kill him. Uh, and I'll be honest, as soon as I saw someone pull out a gun, I got excited. <laughs> I was like, oh, finally, here we go. Something good is going to happen in this movie. So uh, she pulls out the gun. She shoots him. 
in one of the classic uh, death scenes I've ever seen in my life. He just kind of frumps over. Uh, and then her, her daughter comes in. No, her stepdaughter comes in. And, she's, and you know, she's worried. She's kind of worried about dad. And her the mom is saying, you didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. Go call 911. So I'm like, what, what is she going to tell the police if she didn't see anything? So she, the wife takes the gun, puts it down next to the guy, tells the daughter that he killed himself somehow. <laughs> Uh, and I'm pretty sure uh, Neil Breen is outside the door. Outside the, the he's at the front door of the house. Yeah, um, that's the great. There's two really great things about that scene. Number one, Neil Breen's character is just outside the door of the house the whole time, like tr- like knocking on the door, trying to get in or whatever. And then she comes in the garage and she's like, "I'm going to shoot that car." And oh, I think right. we're supposed to believe that he sacrifices. He like throws himself in front of his Ferrari <laughs> to save the Ferrari from getting shot. If you don't see that or anything, like it just cuts to a shot of him lying on the ground with blood coming out of him, but he's still very clearly breathing. <laughs> yeah. She, she shoots him. It looks like, I mean, based on the way that he was facing, she shoots him in the chest, but the blood is coming out a lot from the back of his neck. So I, don't, I don't know what kind of magic bullet she has, but that was amazing. <laughs> it was a magical day. <laughs> the most so, magical day. Aubrey, what happens when Neil Breen finds the body? He gets under it and just tampers with evidence. <laughs> it gets and covered in blood. <laughs> uh, let me find the correct. I think, Mark, if you have this audio clip, it would be a really good one to put in. I can't Jim. believe you killed Jim. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot believe you killed yourself. Call 911. Jim. Uh, Jim. How could you have done this? Jim. <laughs> I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't help you out of this one, Jim. <laughs> Stupidest fucking thing in the entire world. And I just, yeah. Somehow, like... <laughs> Somehow they they just like go on with this facade that he killed himself until the girl like has a crush on Neil Breen, which is weird. She's like, you know, she killed him, right? But by that point of the movie, he doesn't care because he's too concerned with hacking the government. That's right. Yeah, and he's got his new lady. That's right. So I think the best way to wrap this up is to talk about probably my favorite part of the entire movie. Um, and that's the end of the movie when Neil Breen reveals what he's hacked from the government. Nick, take it away. I'm trying to, I legitimately, I promise you, I swear the best five minutes of cinema you'll ever watch in your entire life. He gets up there, repeats about 10 times that he's got all the documents and the corruption and he, he's releasing it all to the public and he's going to release everything. And then it has these random people. They can't name any corporations or anything like that. They're all just generic. Like I'm a Senator. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a government employee. I'm a this. And then they I get up there and bank. they're like, 
I'm gonna I'm I'm I don't want to go to jail for the rest of my life. But like all of our crimes have been exposed. Oh my god! And then they all kill themselves <laughs> right on the screen. It is like as soon as that first dude, I, what is was he like some company president or something like that? Like all of a sudden he just pulls up a gun like this <laughs> and it just blows his brains out like on this live press conference that Neil Breen is doing in front of wherever he is. Right there on the stage, too. Like, some of them, it cuts, and they're doing it at home. Other right. people did it on stage. Like, like, right on the stage. Like I, I resign as president of the bank. <laughs> <laughs> he just shoots himself in the head. <laughs> I was legitimately crying by the end of that scene. I could not. I mean, I'm just like, wow. Even if you don't watch the movie, which, watch the movie, please. But even if you don't. Just watch the ending of it. Just the ending. And I I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I it pretty think... much sums up the entire movie if you just watch the ending. You don't the even part... have to go through the rest. The part that killed me the most in it was when he's talking and then all of a sudden there's a sniper in the bushes. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody else shoots him and he just slumps over bleeding and dies. There's, there's, no, they never explain who else was there that <laughs> shot the sniper. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, did I miss some scene of like some like buddy that he knows or something like that coming? Like, is it the daughter, like the stepdaughter that wanted to bone <laughs> him or whatever, like with a rifle across the way, like protecting him? Or something? I'm like, what the, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it was Jim. It was the ghost of Jim. He's back. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> When Jim that sniper fucking fell over in the bushes, I was fucking dying. <laughs> I can't believe it. The other one, I can't remember what which one he was, like the senator or something, but like he, he gives a speech about, oh, it might have been like the insurance guy or something, like we took advantage of, of the people, blah, 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 and then it cuts, he's at home and he's got a noose. Yes. Ah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Like the Wall Street dude slits his wrists in the tub. Yep. Oh, a lady uh, gives herself carbon monoxide poisoning yep. by staying in her car and closing the garage. It's like, did he research every way that you can kill yourself? Is that what he did? Somebody also slits their wrists in the bathroom. And uh, the guy takes pills in his car or something. <laughs> he t- takes one pill and then slowly falls onto the horn of the car. Meanwhile, there's like a there's still like three bottles filled with pills that sitting there. Oh my god! And then it's over, right? That's the end. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. Him and the girl they go off into the woods, and a puff of smoke kind of follows them. Uh, and credits. All right. Well, uh, we forgot the weird parts where. The- oh, there's weirder parts than what we talked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dream girl was like kidnapped and put in a storage container. Oh, that was. And he like evaporates into it. That has one of my favorite, one of my other favorite parts in the movie is that the guy kidnaps her, but he drops the tab that says take her to trailer 13 and it has the address underneath it. So he kidnapped her and leave the clue exactly where he was going to take her. <laughs> so Neil Breed finds it. He's like, oh, I guess I got to go to trailer 13 at this address to go save the girl. Amazing. And then he gets there to confront to confront the kidnapper. <laughs> like, where's Leah? I don't know who that is. Right? <laughs> he <laughs> sent someone with a bottle. He kidnapped her. He locked her in a trailer. And then he just sat outside and got drunk. 
<laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I think the, the only thing left to do is to score this movie from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Nick, you are our guest. What is your rating for Fateful Finding? Ten out of five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is it is it is bad in every sense of of the word. Bad everything about it, like that Aubrey said with the creepiness. That's all in there. It's like random scenes dropped into wherever else that don't make sense. The dialogue repeats itself over and over and over again. But I swear to God, I haven't laughed that hard probably since, like I said, I went and saw the room in a the theater like two weeks ago, and and like I laughed like literally the whole way through that. That's that, just let this movie happen to you. Just let it happen to you. Just laugh and enjoy yourself along the way. I promise you, you're going to have a great time. Awesome. Uh, Marcellus Reagan. You know, there was no uh, green screen eagles in this movie. <laughs> there I was, was waiting if, for him. If only. <laughs> but you did get Neil Breen nudity. I know. Like, it, it's like he switched out one amazing thing for the other amazing thing. Uh, there was like hardly any like stock footage of doctors or army guys like it's i give them credit for actually like filming the actual stuff so i'll give them credit get for that. behind me they can't <laughs> hurt me <laughs> so ba- because i gave um shit what was the, what's what's the name of that movie joey the last one twisted pair twisted pair right? i think i'm pretty sure i gave twisted pair zero um, so because this one doesn't have the, the same level of special effects, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give this a one. All right. Okay. We're going in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield. I think I know the answer. This movie's going to fucking zero. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this movie. I will never watch it again. If somehow, some way, we watch another Neil Breen movie, I figured out the magic is to speed up the playback speed on YouTube. There you go. <laughs> and that makes it go faster. <laughs> well, we might be heading to theaters to see his next one. So No. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, you're the only one who lives close enough to a theater where it's playing. And I... Oh, no, I've broken my leg. I know. Aubrey's like, and I quit. (laughs) We're going to have the uh, ambulance come, and they're going to put you on a stretcher with no blankets on it. (laughs) And after you've been probably paralyzed by being hit by a car, we're going to violently lift your head up to put a uh, mask on for air. (laughs) Wrap her face up. The only reason why I watched this when I did was because Max was like, Oh, I really need to watch something to distract me because I'm not feeling that well today. And I was like, oh, come on. Well, I know it'll make you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. He's like, can we please watch your your Neil Breen movie? Uh, (laughs) Oh. You want to watch something else? Well, I am going to give this. I'm going to agree with Nick. This is like a hundred out of five. This is a five out of five movie. This is so fucking hilarious. It's one of the best bad movies out there. I think Neil Breen is a fucking genius, man. I just his movies are so goddamn funny. And it, and you're right, Nick. It's just like the room. Like you can't set out to do this on purpose. <laughs> right. Yeah you, yeah, yeah. you couldn't. I don't even know how you could. Yeah. It, it's it's so perfect as a bad movie. It's it's so funny. Oh my god. And I've seen. I've seen three of his five movies so far and all of them are like this and all of them are fucking hilarious. So 
the Twisted Pair and Fateful Findings are free on YouTube. The others you may have to do a little legwork for, but I highly suggest that you check them out. Double Down is really good, actually. And I am here dot 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 <laughs> now is very good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm at a five out of five on this one. This is fantastic. So uh, yeah, maybe we got it right or maybe we got it wrong or maybe you can't even conceptualize what you just listened to. But hit us up on social media and let us know what you thought. And now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Nick, please tell the listeners where they can find you and something they should check out. Oh, God, I'm so bad at doing the doing the self plug. So I'm just going to say, you know, be good to yourselves. Take care of yourselves. You know, believe in yourself and just, you know, I hope you have an amazing day. Literally. I mean, I'm sorry that this uh, this episode has just been an hour of me just cackling wildly <laughs> the entire time, because that's exactly what I was doing the whole time I watched this movie. But uh, I love So Wizard. I absolutely love the three of you. Uh, this is always like such a blast whenever I get to share the microphone with you guys, whether it's on Livestream for the Cure, whether it's here on So Wizard. I, I really look forward to doing it again. Maybe, Joey, maybe we don't punish Maybe we don't punish Mark and Aubrey quite so much next yeah. time. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank thank you. you for doing the live stream. And I've enjoyed you podcasting on Epic Film Guys, Dickalize Kitchen, and and at the one episode of Two Peas that I've listened to. Um, so, And you are legitimately one of the nicest people out there. And thank you. It's awesome. You, you do so much good work with the live stream, dude. It's 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 inspirational. And I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. And we'll try to have you back to do an actual good movie soon. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey's still going to hate it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I was telling Max the other day, I was like, man, I'm such a downer. I wish there was something that I actually liked. <laughs> He's like. It's got to be refreshing for some people. I was like, yeah, maybe. You know, everybody's like one of us, you know? You might be a cool guy like Mark, a complete misogynist like me. You might hate everything like Aubrey, you know? <laughs> you might be cynical. That's right. Mark Ellis Rick. Yes. Um, hmm, I forgot what I was going to recommend. I've, I'm still in a Neil Breen mode here. You want to recommend AI? <laughs> artificial <laughs> intelligence oh actually you know what you, thank you that actually reminded me you're actually kind of right His love is real but he is not <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah i want to recommend everyone check out secret invasion uh the new marvel show on disney plus it's about halfway through right now kind of an intriguing spy thriller not a lot of superheroics happening but definitely some cool performances um it's definitely one of the better acted shows of the marvel uh disney plus tv shows so uh yeah check out secret invasion that's my recommendation i only watched like half of the first episode but i do love me some amelia clark so oh, you know gotta tell you gotta tell you i hope she smells like dragons or something oh my god like leathery uh aubrey litchfield how about you I'm going to recommend watch The Righteous Gemstones on HBO Max. I know they renamed it to Max, but it's always going to be HBO Max. Uh, it is super fucking funny. It's by Danny McBride, and it's about um, an evangelical family, essentially, that they're like these Christians that run a super church, and they live in South Carolina, and they just take a whole bunch of money from people. And they live off of it. And they're like millionaires, like $600, uh, $600 million worth 
of of royalty right there. And it's about all the stupid shit that they do. But it is so fucking funny. We have been binging it for two days straight. And uh, it I mean, season three is coming out. So each episode is coming out on Sundays now. So it's really funny. Awesome. 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 Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Lots of coverage from Comic Cons and more coming your way as me and Adam hit up Rhode Island Anime Con at the end of the month. Uh, The Patreon, as we mentioned, you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. I will recommend a show I watched over the weekend, and I, I I don't usually watch TV shows, especially ones we're not covering on the podcast, but 20-minute episodes on HBO Max. It's My Adventures with Superman. It's an anime-styled take on the Superman mythos, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it is so good, and it's just shocking. It's so shocking to see someone finally get – Superman right again in something. I think Superman Lois has done really well with that. I, I I watched the first few episodes of the first season, so maybe it went off the rails. But uh, this is great. It's a lot of fun. It's cute. It has a lot of nods to anime and comics. Um, when he transforms into a Superman suit for the first time, it's a riff on Sailor Moon. Um, <laughs> it's it's really good, guys. I'm I'm legitimately stunned. And there's 20 minute episodes. Uh, there's two episodes out so far, so you can check those out pretty quickly. And then maybe you want to go to the movies and see the last real movie star, Tom Cruise, is Mission, colon, impossible, hyphen, dead reckoning, comma, chapter one. <laughs> because that, my friends, is what us, well, me, Markellis, and a special guest will be reviewing next week. We are not going to make Aubrey watch a three-hour Tom Cruise movie. Aubrey, would you rather watch Mission Impossible for three hours or another Neil Breen movie? I'd rather watch another Neil Breen movie, i got to be honest. Wow. That can be arranged. <laughs> I absolutely hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> can't even pretend like I could. But that, my friends, we'll be reviewing next week. But that's going to do it for this week, episode number 466 in a row of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. Our special guest, Nick. Thank you for Thank stopping you. by. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. No more damn books. No more books. <laughs> Everybody have a great week and Wakanda forever. And the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I have hacked the government. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Good journey. <laughs>